Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people. If you know they solid, elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that sh that everybody voucher. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the greatest show on earth, the Man of Mindsets podcast. I am your gracious host, Xavier Miller. And before we start the show, as always, I would like to advise all the watchers, the listeners, to please subscribe, hit that like button, share, rate, review, do all those things, because as y'all know, we're trying to run those numbers up. So if y'all could do that, I would greatly appreciate it before we start the show. And getting right to it, I got another special guest, y'all. He's been on the show before. And he, he dropped a lot of information, a lot of game last time he was on the show. So he's back on the show. And it's Eugene, fan, fan. Welcome back to the show, brother. Glad to no, have no, you here. No, glad to be here, man. You already know yeah. it. You already know it, man. So let's get right to it, man. So for the people that's listening and watching who may not have seen that first episode, right? And they're like, okay, I see it's, it's, it's uh, Eugene. I see he look like he's doing his thing. Just give him a brief background on who you are. 100%. So I'm just someone, you know what I'm saying? I was able to get off the muscle. Um, I grew up in South Florida. And what I mean, get off the muscle is just like, you know, I didn't come from money, so I struggled. Um, and I was able to transition from struggling, from struggling um, financially, family lived on um, welfare, things like that. And then going to college, graduating, and then now becoming an entrepreneur as well, too. But now what we do is we help people start Airbnb. Um, and I know this is part two, right? And I felt like I left out like just kind of some of the struggles and up and coming as an entrepreneur, which I think is very important, bro, mm -hmm. to understand like everyone's going to have a different journey. It's not going to be quick success. And, um, you know, I've been at this entrepreneurship journey for like 13 years. So I want to kind of touch on that a little bit so that could put people in the right mind state right. and right mind frame when they're building a business, any business that you're going to have a journey, we'll have a process that you got to go through. Yep. yep. So, so let's, let, let's talk, let's talk more about that. But first let's, um, for you specifically, like why entrepreneurship? Like why, what, what made you choose that? 100%, man. That's a great question. So for me, and I, I think everyone should do entrepreneurship. Like really? whether you work a nine to five, you still should have a business on the side. You even have an LLC, not just for the money, but for tax benefits as yeah. well too. Mm. But the reason why entrepreneurship is I quickly realized, bro, that working nine to five was not going to help me reach my goals mm. financially, right? Um, maybe working a career could fulfill your passion, right? If you're, you're helping, um, you know, I was in social work, so I was providing a service to the community but my bank account was hurting, <laughs> right? And my biggest thing is not coming from money, my dad being a single dad because my mom passed away when I was like nine years old, I remember. him working two jobs just to put food on the table and I barely seen him. My main goal since I was young was really to provide a different life for my dad, but also for my future family, you know what I'm saying? And when I worked in nine to five, I realized graduating college with two college degrees, bro, like I still was living paycheck to paycheck. And I'm not knocking anyone that went to school, but for me, Making only $30,000 a year in 2011, that's not enough money. You know what I'm saying? How am I going to retire my dad? How am I going to help my dad? How am I going to help my family with 30 grand a year? And I quickly realize if I get into entrepreneurship, if I get into business, I could be able to increase my income faster, right? So I could be able to help my family. But even then, I could also get my time frame. Because think about it. Most people that work a nine to five, you're working about 40 plus hours a week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So think about it. We only get, we work in five days. Like, I don't think it's fair to only get 48 hours off to spend with your family. Only two days off. So I thought about, see, you know what? Not just for the money, but I want the time freedom at the same time. So if I do have kids, right, I could be there for my family, which I am now because my dad had to work two jobs. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And my mentor told me two jobs for two people. But I want to be in a position where I can control my time, and I know I can do that with business. 
Do you think you think saying that growing up, your father worked two jobs is something that like early on you kind of had a like feeling like, man, that, that, that I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, you know what? Because understand, like, you know, our society, our influence, our family will have an influence on us. Yeah. Right. So me seeing him work two jobs, like, okay, well, you get to make more money, do X, Y and Z. So I, I did it at There's one point, bro. Yeah. So I did it at one point. <laughs> so I worked two jobs. And I'm like, man, I'm burning myself out. And I'm still like, feel like I'm in a rat race. So it was taxing on my body. And I quickly realized that's not the game. It's not to work more jobs. It's to find a way to increase your income with working less. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I quit that job and I realized, it's like, why you quit? Like, you're one of the top salesperson. You're doing good. I said, nah, the money is not worth it for me because I'm losing my time. I have no days off. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't make sense to make all the money and you got no time to yourself to enjoy it. Mm. You know, so that's when I realized, nah, two jobs ain't ain't the game. But, but did but uh, before you left your job, did you have capital saved? Did you was you strategic about like oh, I'm gonna save some bread then dip? How did that play? How did that play out? Yeah, that's important because I feel like a lot of people. I think that's important to kind of talk about and touch on because a lot of people what they think is okay. Once I start my, I get an LLC, I quit my job, I'm rich. Nah, bro. Nah, sis. You got to put work in. <laughs> I'm looking at you laughing because I'm like, yo, that's, that's, a, man, that's a bad way to feel Yeah, here. so people are like, yeah, I get my LLC, I'm going to be good. Like, no, you got to put work in. So I strategically, I'm glad you asked a question. What I did was I built up like six to 12 months of savings and I made my exit plan. You know what I'm saying? Like at one point, I was so excited to go to work. People are like, oh, you so happy. I said, at one point, I'm going to leave. Right. right. So, you know, I heard the saying, um, I think from Jim Rohn. He said, look, your nine to five is there to pay your bills and your six to 10 is there to build your empire. Mm. So I was working that job nine to five, but once I get off, I'll work on my plan, my mm. business plan, saving money, how I'm gonna launch this business. Um, and I had savings, which I think is important. I, I had some savings to fall back on, you know? Okay. So I think people should consider that before you become a full-time entrepreneur, save some money, stack your bread. Do both at the same time, get some experience from your business. You understand? Because I want, pe- I want people to understand you gotta go through your journey, because people think it's just overnight. Okay, once I start my business, you're gonna have, you know, some months that it's not a lot of money you're making. You're gonna have some months you make a lot of money. So how do you balance those two, right? You need to start saving money. money. And as an entrepreneur, guess what? You also got to pay taxes. So all the money you make ain't your money. Ain't your money. It's not your money. Mm. Talk about like, cause that's, that's, that's super important. Cause so you so you left and you decided to become an entrepreneur. You had savings, six to twelve months of savings. But how long, like? Did you make money immediately when you started the business, or did you have to dabble into the savings to stay afloat? Um, I had to touch into the savings, really? you know, to cover my bills, because I still have bills. Like, one thing I want to people, the bill's not going to start coming because you're entrepreneur, because you're a business owner. You still got bills. <laughs> you may even have more bills because you, you got business expenses. So I had nice. to tap into some of the savings that we had when we first got started in business. And this was like, you know, I want to say this was like 13, 14 years ago. My very first business was the car business I got into. So in the car business, very expensive. You got to buy inventory. So a car could cost you anywhere from five to ten thousand just to buy the car, and then you have to retail it. But just because you buy the car today doesn't mean you're going to sell it the same day. You're going to sell it the next day. It may take you two weeks. It may take you a week. It may take you a month. You know. So you got to have some money saved up in that industry. And um, but uh, it, it took time to be able to sell and kind of get things flowing and build momentum. Any business that you have, like you got to stay consistent, which I think is important for people to know. Anything you do is consistency. And I feel like this is where a lot of people fell at, is that they're not consistent in a long period of time enough. You know, and I just mentioned something about buying a car. Once you buy a car at the auction, the same day you buy the car, you put it on the market to sell, it doesn't mean the same day you're going to sell it. That's the exact same thing it is in life. The same day that you plant the seed is not the same day you eat the fruit. 
you're not going to have the harvest the same day. But it doesn't mean you stop watering that seed. Mm. You know, it doesn't mean that the sun, the sun should stop, not, doesn't shine mm. on that seed. You got to go through the whole process, and then eventually that seed's going to grow. And it's the exact same way that it is in business. So if you stay consistent long enough for anything that you're doing, whether it's business, whether it's working mm. out, whether it's family, whether it's a relationship, you stay consistent long enough, and eventually it's going to get better, and then you get to reap the harvest. Mm. I heard somebody say the other day, they said, uh, it's like it take, it's going to take a minimum of five years in business to get the claim, to get the, to get the results, the money, all the things that you want to desire. He was saying it's going to take at least five years of you working, grinding to get that. And how I took that is, because, you know, everybody is not going to take five years. You know what I'm saying? Some people could hit business, boom, take off within 12 months. But for the most part, I'm like, that is fairly true. It's going to take a couple years for you to really get, yeah, yeah, yeah. get in the industry and really take off and do your thing. And that's what you grind at. Like yeah. really with your yeah, head yeah, yeah, yeah. down. So what you, what you think about that uh, theory? Now, I, I think that is true. Because um, you may have some people that hit success in a short period of time, 12 months. But I always tell people, don't compare your journey, right? Because your journey is going to be different for everybody else, right? And you don't know what that person went through when in the past, could. right? Um, because a lot of times, some people may look at my success and be like, oh, man, you're overnight success in your business. And understand, I've been an entrepreneur for 10 plus years, so if I get into another industry, I'm going to bring some skills with me that I learned, right? Some experience with, me, experience with me that I learned from my previous businesses, and I'm bringing into that new business. And then I'm still going to be able to scale that business because guess what? I had 10 plus years in my previous business, 10 plus years in getting out the mud and grinding. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to bring those skills, those principles, and bring it to a new business. So I think that is true, right? That you're going to have to put some years but you may have some people that have some overnight success, yeah. but they may fail as well, too, mm -hmm. because they probably didn't go through a season that they lost something or they didn't have a season, a period of time that they didn't make a lot of money, and they probably spent all the money that they had. So we are going to have a different journey. That's what I tell people. Everybody's journey is going to be different, but yes, it is a grind. I think it does take a couple of years, yeah. but maybe that person, they was able to accelerate the success because they did the hours behind the scenes, behind the, the, scenes. Behind the, scenes, the learning, the investing to themselves, the getting in the rooms. Um, perfecting their craft, and then once they launch, once they, launch. once they get started, now they're getting the results because they put the work in behind the scenes that people don't see, mm. you know, which is important. It's kind of like, key. yeah, it's kind of like a bamboo tree. It took a long period of time for that bamboo tree to actually come off the ground. It's like a um, thing that they say, like a bamboo tree, it's under the ground for years, for a long period of time, before you can see the bamboo tree outside of the outside ground. Of but when it's in the ground, it's preparing, right? It's growing, but you don't see it. And then now when it's time for it to grow, it grows to a tall tree. People are like, how did that happen within one day? But you didn't <laughs> see the 12 months that a bamboo tree was in the ground. That's the same thing when it comes to looking at other people's success, seeing yeah. what they're doing. I don't care. Like every business, like you got to stay consistent. You got to put the work in so you can't skip the process of doing the work. No, that's, that, that's very important because I think a lot of people, they do get into business. It's like Tuesday, they decide, oh, I want to start a business. Friday, they got the LLC, they got everything, and they hit the ground running as opposed to like doing that, that market research, doing all the industry research, doing the groundwork, self-development, really learning, doing everything you need to do, then start. It makes it easier to hit the ground running that way, I believe. So that's, that's, that's a valid point. Let me ask you all uh, this. Like, so you, you've been in entrepreneurship for 13 years. You first got into cars. When did you transition into Airbnb? Um, I transitioned to Airbnb, I want to say like early... Around like 2020. Okay, 2020. Okay, okay. Around like 2020, um, I got into like Airbnb. What was the What was the reason for that? Um, I got to a point, man. Like, um, you know, I had a family, married. 
Um, I have my son and everything like that as well, too. And remember my key thing I mentioned earlier is that I want to have time freedom. So like most entrepreneurs that you may see online or anywhere, business owners, a lot of them don't have the time freedom. Why? Because they got to manage their business. Especially if you have a brick and mortar business, you got to go to that business. If you're selling a retail of a store, you got to go to that store, open it, all that good stuff. And I got to a point in my previous business, in the car business, I didn't have that much time. Like I was making money, but I had to be there physically, go to the auctions, do all the other, other stuff to maintain the business. And I started thinking, all right, I need to find a way to, to get my time back. What can I do? So if I could work from home, and um, that would make sense. So I got into financial services, and then I was thinking of a way, because I was in financial services, and we make a lot of money at the beginning of the year, right? January through April, like a lump sum of money, thousands, like a lot of money, bro. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, man, you know what? What can I invest my money into where I could get a quick return, and then I could still have my time? So I started looking at different industries where I could put money into, investments, um, we'll put money into stocks and things like that. But then I say, you know what? Well, what if I could get into Airbnb? I'll learn that industry and I could make a quick cash flow because I thought about the regular um, rental business, right? If you buy a real estate property, you rent it out, you only collect rent once a month, which is not bad. You know, I never knock anyone from doing regular real estate. Um, you should have real estate as well, too, because it's an asset. But I said, I want something that's going to give me a quick return. It doesn't involve a lot of my time. So when I looked at Airbnb, you get an Airbnb and you can make money nightly, weekly, monthly. You can make money a lot. And I want to make money daily because think about it. We got bills every day. We got yeah, the every day. electric bill, yep. groceries, gas, kids, especially if we have kids, right? Yep. You know, kids every day is something. Day is something. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, man, I need to make money every day, right? And with that industry, with Airbnb, you can. So that's why I got into it. I said, let's go ahead and try it out. I learned about it. I did some research. I you know, got into different rooms, learned the information, and then we launched. But that is something where I'm here right now. My Airbnb is still operating, still so operating. I don't have to be there. That's what I want, where I can have my freedom. I can leave when I want. And that business could give you not only the money, but it could give you the time freedom at the same time if mm. you do it the right way. Mm. What's been like uh, within the industry? Because I, I know when people speak on certain things, whether it's Airbnb, real estate, a lot of times people will speak on it just from an area of pros. Just talk about how great it is, how great it whatever. But we know the reality of business that there's going to be struggles. There's going to be huge challenges you're going to have to overcome. So what's been those challenges that you had to overcome within the Airbnb business? Yeah. Uh, that's a great question. And I think, you know, we all should consider challenges or struggles that we're going to go through in anything and life as well, too, because we're going to go through some big, biggest challenges in life. So I would say with the Airbnb, um, understanding, you know, um, like you're going to have some slow seasons, some mid seasons. And, you know, when I got into the industry, I got into the industry Airbnb when it was like spring break. So it was really busy. And it was like after the pandemic, too, like when everything began to open up. And everybody was traveling, so we was making a lot of money, mm -hmm. right? And then it got to a point where things began to kind of slow down a little bit. It kind of got back to normal. And I kind of compared it to, like, you know, um, maybe you see a stock that's running, right? Yeah. You see a stock that's running up and shooting up, and then people get into it, it, and it go right back down, yeah. right? But it's going down at the baseline. It's going down at the average point it should be at. And that's the exact same thing that happened with Airbnb. And I didn't kind of understand it at the time, but then when I began to do some more research and understand the business, okay, that makes sense. Going back to a cool off where it usually should be at. So I think that was one of the biggest struggles, not knowing that it was going to kind of cool back. Um, but, you know, I still have reserve because I still have like different, you know, businesses and investments going on. Um, and I think this is where a lot of people feel like Airbnb, you can't make money consistently. You can. Every business, you look at any retail business, you look at Best Buy, you look at Walmart, you look at these big corporations and businesses. They all know they're going to have slow months. They're going to have high months, right? And they know, okay, well, we're going to prepare 
for the slow months. So we make a lot of money at this period of time. We're going to stack the money and prepare for the slow months. So I think, you know, a lot of people look at Airbnb. Well, I don't know if I can make a lot of money because a lot of people got into the game after the pandemic yeah, the when pandemic. it was a boom, yeah. right? Then when things began to cool off, oh, I can't make no money or they blew all the money. Oh, I yeah. can't make money in Airbnb, but they didn't really understand the business. And that's why it's very important to get information to do research um, to get guidance so you can really understand that industry because every business, even in the car business as well too, a busy time of the year was tax season. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when people got their tax refund check, that's when they buy cars, yeah, right? They buy cars. And we call them tax season ballers in a car game because that's when a lot of people buy cars. You hold a bunch of paper tags on the road, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so, so then the slowest months in the car game for us was November and December because it's the holiday time. No one's thinking about buying cars. They're trying to buy gifts. They're trying to put food on the table. You're not trying to buy a car. So that was a slow season for the car game. And when I began to understand the industry, I'm like, well, how can I overcome this, this slow season? But then that's when we start doing um, financing, in-house financing, right? Buy here, pay here. So now we're getting weekly payments from people that's making monthly payments. So what we do beginning of the year, we have some people doing some in-house financing. So guess what? When the slow months come, we're still getting recurring payments for November and December during our slow season. That makes sense? That makes sense. So that way, now we still got money rolling in. It's not a lot of cash deals, but we're getting a lot of monthly payments, which still adds up to big cash deals. So it's about really understanding the industry. So the same thing with Airbnb, you have peak season. So peak season is for us from November all the way until like, I want to say like August, okay. right? So this is the business you don't make a lot of money because yeah. people are traveling for the holidays. So, you know, this industry has a higher peak season to me to the card game, which I love. Mm-hmm. How, uh, how scary is it? With their Airbnb win, because, you know, people see the stories where they talk about certain cities and states, say, oh, we're not allowing Airbnb no more. Like, is that really affecting the business on a huge in a huge way, or is it just some some stuff that's just in the blogs? Um, you know, what I would say, it's a good and bad thing, okay. right? Um, let's talk about the bad first. The bad thing is it's going to make it more difficult for people to get into the game. You know, mm. because some states are requiring that you get a short-term rental license, and it's a minimum really? requirement that you got to have. Yeah, certain states are requiring that, and certain counties within Damn. that state that you're in, and it's not all states. So that makes it difficult. Um, but then what's the good thing about it is it's more room for us to make money for people that's not able to get into the game, right? And I kind of think about the easy, hard rule, and this is something I heard from Les Brown, and he mentioned, and I think this is a life lesson that everybody need to take because a lot of people are afraid to do what's hard first. He said, do what's difficult first in the beginning and the back end will be easy, right? Right. But if you focus on looking to do it easy first, the back end is gonna be difficult. Very That's difficult. the same reality in life. And I had to realize that. So with it making it more difficult for people to get into the game, people's gonna be afraid to get into it. And guess what, they're gonna miss out on the blessing on the back end. So now people that's really doing the Airbnb professionally, this is the business that they're running, Guess what? We're going yeah. to benefit because there's not going to be a lot of competitors that's in the game because guess what? They don't want to do the hard work they or don't. getting that short-term license or doing the requirements that's needed to start the business. You know what I'm saying? Or finding a state that don't have difficult regulations because there's a lot of states that don't have difficult regulations, right? Florida's one of the states that don't have difficult regulations. And what we've been doing is even doing internationally, which I'm going to touch on later on, where we're doing it even in Tulum, Mexico as well, too. So now we could maximize profits. So it's really thinking outside the box and getting creative. So it really opens it up to get creative with it. But a lot of people kind of thought, oh, it's too difficult. I'm not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? They want something that's easy. So anything mm. that's easy in life is not always going to be rewarded. 
Yo, that's su- that's such a good point because nowadays, like you said, in 2019, 2020, 2021, it was such a boom in certain industries because everybody was in it. They, th- they saw it as a quick buck. But then you see the people today that was like, that's truly students of the game, that's really in these industries, that's still doing it in 2023 and still making money where so many others, they just faded away. You ask them about like, they might have been going crazy with Airbnb in 2019, 2020. You see him like, you still doing Airbnb? No, nah, I ain't doing that no more. He's like, damn, that was just a quick yeah. play for you. You wasn't really in the game like that for real. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah, that's dope to see that like you've been now you it was been four but three years. Three years and you still you still going. You just not like ditching the industry. Yeah. So that's 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 dope to see, bro. But also I wanna I wanna ask when it when it comes to Airbnbs, like what are what cause I, I think, you know, us us when we hear well, most people listen and watch, they hear about Airbnb, they think it's just one way, generally, to make money. So what is like all the ways that you can make money within Airbnb? Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's a great point that you bring up, and it kind of bring me back to the other point that you brought up, people kind of get, you know, ditching it right away. And the reason why I think that is because they don't focus long enough to get the result or stay locked in. And it's like, you gotta stay locked in, embrace your journey, go through the process to really get the, the result that you want. So, so many different ways you can make money within one industry. Um, so with our industry of Airbnb, the industry is called short-term rental. Airbnb is a marketing platform that people are able to list their properties on, but the short-term rental industry has been around for decades. And once you really understand it, so many ways to make money and it's very lucrative. And um, I met a lady and um, it was like years ago, prior to me getting to the industry, we was part of a networking group and she was like, hey, I do short-term rental, I provide corporate housing for clients, for nurses, doctors, or travel professionals, um, people that's displaced or their houses, if they're building a new construction home, they need a place temporarily. And um, she had over 100 properties. And she was probably making anywhere, I would say, on average, anywhere from like 100 to maybe 200,000 a month, if I were to run her numbers, doing short-term rental. But I didn't really know the game at the time what it was. But now, you can niche this business down to focus solely on travel nurses, right? Or travel professionals. I was speaking to a gentleman who focuses on people that are flight attendants that is gonna be in a particular city for a temporary period of time. You can focus on the industry. So that's one of the niches that we focus on, the travel nurses. They get assignments at a hospital. They don't want to be cooped up in a hotel for three months as a studio style. They would rather look for Airbnb where it can feel like home. They got a living room. They got a kitchen if they want to cook, right? So we focus on travel nurses, and typically they pay really good. On mm-hmm. average, a travel nurse could pay us a month anywhere from three dollars to $6,000 a month. So you get four travel nurses staying with you. At the same time, you probably could make twenty dollars to $30,000 in revenue a month just off four travel nurses just focusing on that niche. The other way you can make money um, within the Airbnb, I always tell people this, if you don't have money to get your first Airbnb, you could leverage co-hosting, right? Where if you don't have your property yet, you could go to a website that's called Co-host Marketplace, mm-hmm. and you could literally co-host somebody else's property until you get your money up to get your own. So learn the industry, learn how to co-host, and then now you could co-host somebody else's property, charge a percentage, 10% or 20%, the average the industry rate to co-host 20%, and you just do the guest communication, you communicate with the cleaners, you communicate with the handyman, and now you can take 20%. If their revenue is $4,000, you can take 20% of that monthly. So, so many ways that you can make money in this industry. Or you can even decide, you know what, I'm going to start a cleaning company within this as well, too, yeah. where I can get my units clean, and then I can have my cleaner team, my cleaning team, clean somebody else's units, and I make money that way. So, there's so many ways you can make money within the industry, not just with your own unit, but just kind of getting creative. And you're still in that same industry, but you're finding different ways to make money mm. with it as well, too. Man, two things. Last time you was on the show and you gave that game about the uh, 
about the what's it called the the co the co the co-host marketplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You broke the website, bro. Yeah, it yeah, went yeah, by, yeah. It went viral. The site went down for days. People <laughs> was in my DM. I'm like, yo, what yeah. y'all want me to do? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the guy to talk to about this. You so that's 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 I appreciate that, man. That's that's, yeah. a, that's a lot of value. Another thing is, um, I think that you you brought up a good point, bro, because I think a lot of people when they think about uh, short-term rental, they just say Airbnb. They put they they marginalize the whole industry yeah, yeah, just yeah. to Airbnb. When you say when you put short term rentals, you making it it's much bigger than just mm-hmm. Airbnbs and stuff like that. So yeah, 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 yeah. And that's important because, you know, and and I want people to you know really pay attention to what I'm going to tell you guys. And I feel like a lot of us we have limited beliefs from other people, from my peers, from my family, and we have to cut that out. You know, I'm gonna keep it real with you. One of the reasons why I became one of the first millionaires in my family is because I had big goals since I was young, bro. Since I was 15, I had big vision. Like, you know what? I'm going to become successful. But we had to have a big belief. But a lot of us, we're believing what our society put on us, right? what our parents put on us, their beliefs. Right? Right. Instead, we got to start thinking big. So that's very important to understand. Like, you guys can accomplish anything that you want to accomplish in life. Just think big. We're no different than a Steve Jobs when he was here. We're no different than an Elon Musk. We're no different than a Warren Buffett. They just had big goals and big dreams. They didn't say, they didn't say, you know what, I can't do it because it's too big for me to do. So with this industry, you got to think, you know what, well, it's just small Airbnb business. You're only going to make small money. But if you really think big about this, this is a uh, this industry, the travel industry, is a trillion dollar industry. Mm. Go get yours. But if you think really small, you're only going to get small. But if you think big on how can I grow this business really big and make a lot of money, guess what? It could happen it's for gonna, you. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So we just got to start changing the way we think about things and change the way we look at life. And we could really go out there and knock out and accomplish big goals. And that's what any industry you get right. into. Think big. Don't think small. If you think small, you're going to get small. If you think big, you're going to win big. Hmm. Is it in 2023, is it easy or hard to just get in the industry, in the short-term rental industry? Um, I would say easy. Really? Easy. I would say difficult and easy at the same time. Difficult, we're really learning, you know, the business in entirety, making sure you're not making the wrong mistakes. Um, because sometimes some people like get into the industry and they'll get the wrong location, right? Be the, and I will say this all the time to my mentees and to people, just because the owner or a landlord tell you, yes, you could do Airbnb in their property, doesn't mean you should do it <laughs> there, right? Why? People are like, why? Because maybe that property is in the hood. Nobody want to stay there. Nobody want to stay there. So I always hope you ask yourself, would you want to stay in that particular location that you have that, that Airbnb? If the answer is no, you probably shouldn't be getting that unit. So sometimes a lot of new people make that mistakes. That mistake and don't get the right guidance and end up costing them a lot of money. So it's really important to understand the market, understand how can you do the numbers to make sure how much money can I make on this property before I even secure it using different systems and tools, going to a website like an Airbnb, a Match Advisor, and understanding how to read the data that's on there as well too. That's why I think it's very important to get into rooms, mentorships, and things like that. But the other thing is um, why I think it's easy because like Airbnb or whatever platform you put it on does most of the marketing for you. Right, so all you gotta do is get the property, furnish it, list it, and does the marketing for you. And then when you create different systems, you can automate it. So I have different systems where I have a, um, a, a guest communication system, which is called HostAway, where it does my channel manager, where it communi- I can set up automation, where I can send a guest a message, they re- reach out to us. Um, I have another system that's called a dynamic pricing tool, Price Labs, where it can change the prices based on the demand. So if you go to a hotel, like the sa- it's not gonna be the same price every day. You know, if it's low demand, the price is going to be a little bit cheaper. But if it's a Beyonce concert going on here in Dallas, Texas, guess what? The price is going to be up nightly. But sometimes you may not know that. So it's an AI system that's in Price Labs where it could do the pricing for you on daily to make sure that you're competitive. 
Um, and then also I have a VA team that does my communication for my all of my units and manages it. So I don't have to really do a lot of stuff. I just get to oversee it. So it becomes very simple then. So all I'm doing is overseeing the business. I have it automated. Now I'm really building a passive income without me being involved in the day to day. But it can become difficult if you don't understand the industry and you're just getting into the game and you're jumping without no information, without the education, you're gonna make a lot of mistakes that could cost you a lot of money. Damn, that's that's that's, that's some good info right there, bro. What's like uh what's the key indicators to know like that you have a, a good location with your Airbnb? Is it just like a good area? Is it as simple as that, or is it more things um, to it? It's 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 more to it. So it's a couple of key factors. So one would be the area that's at, mm-hmm. right? If it's in a good area where people want to be at, if it's in a safe area, um, downtown location in your particular city, if it's in a good state. Um, the other thing is making sure that you have different amenities within a unit. Um, does it have a, um, a washer and dryer where people can wash clothes? Does it have a pool? Does it have um, different amenities within a unit? And then also if it's decorated mm-hmm. nicely, how you decorate it, which as well too, how do you make your property stand out? Which I think is very important because you want to stand out from the rest of people that's on Airbnb. And you could do that with decorating it or doing a theme unit. Um, as well so I think those are the key factors when you have a unit to make sure it stand out and make sure it stays booked and then also looking at the occupancy rate on how much potentially will be occupied and you could use the analytic tool like air DNA or match to see how much money you can make on that particular property before you secure it what's the what's those uh... um, air DNA.co mm-hmm. and then also is a website called match visor and a third one I'm gonna give you as a bonus it's called BNB calc.com where could give you the numbers on that particular unit based on the address. Really? And I'll let you know the data based on the other Airbnbs around the area and how much money you could potentially make on that unit that you're looking at. Mm, that's game. That's, that, yep. I like that, bro. Appreciate that. And what, what, like, when it comes to Airbnb, what's the biggest, what's the biggest mistake you made? Um, for me, one of the biggest mistakes I made, and um, again, so I say just because I own and say yes doesn't mean you should do it. All right? I don't want to get into the game, make money. One of the biggest mistakes I made, bro, when I went to a particular location and a manager, when the assistant manager like, hey, yeah, you could do Airbnb here, um, X, Y, and Z. And he was like, well, I can't put it on your business name. I'm going to give it to you on your personal name. He gave me like three units, right, under my personal name. He's like, yeah, you could do Airbnb here. That's one of the biggest mistakes. Because when he ended up um, leaving to a different location, right, then a new management came in and was like, whoa, you got three units. You can't, you know, do Airbnb or X, Y, and Z. I'm like, well, they gave me three units, right? Had I known if I would have did it the right way, that was a mistake did it under my business name, right? And I will have the permission to do it, then it won't be no issue. So all of our properties that we have, we have all of our corporate leases, all of our leases that we have, our lease agreements is under our business name with permission that we can sublet it and sublease it and to do Airbnb. So I think that was one of the biggest mistakes and it's like, well, I had to like, once the lease was done, I couldn't renew because guess what? He put all the leases under our personal name, not under the business name. Mm. You know, it's a lot It's a lot of um, properties and and stuff like that, that that don't that's like anti. They don't do Airbnb or whatever. So how do you, how are y'all finding the places that are allowing you to do Airbnb? Your great question. So we're just reaching out to the to to people, you know, um, to find out how to do it. So we use a website called Zillow, and we look for private owners, and we reach out to them. Hey, do you allow short-term rental? Things like that as well too. And mm-hmm. we're just going through the numbers, right? Not everyone's going to allow it. It is a numbers game. You know, some people are afraid to do the numbers. You know what I'm saying? You got to do the numbers. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. So, <laughs> so I look a at a law, law of averages. If you talk to 10 people and you ask them a certain question, you're going to eventually get a yes. You may get some no's. So we're just reaching out to different locations, different people, and just let them know, hey, this is our business. This is our motto. Do you allow it? The other thing I want to leave people with as well, I look at this even as a life lesson, creating a win-win situation 
What's in it for that owner to allow you to do short-term rental? What's in it for that owner to allow you to mm. do Airbnb, right? Mm. Do it to get their rent on time. Would you protect the property to make sure it doesn't get damaged? So you want to create it and position it where it could be a win for them as well, not just for you. Oh, I can make money on your property, but how would it benefit that owner creating a win-win situation? And that, and that right there, people watching, listening, that's the key to any business. You know, a lot of people get into business, they think, how am I going to benefit the most from this? When to really benefit at, at, at max, I feel, you got to ask yourself, how is the people I'm serving, how are they going to benefit from this? Yeah, yeah. And once you do that, once you come up, and you come up with a good way that this will truly benefit them, the money of figuring that part out, that's going to be the easy part. Because yeah. that'll just play itself out in the yeah. end. Yeah. But if you think about serving people first and like really benefiting people and I don't know fake BS kind of stuff, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. really benefiting people, it's gonna work for everybody involved. So that's a that's a that's a bro, that's a big, big time nugget right there. Let me ask you this. So how much how in twenty twenty three, how much money does someone ideally need to get started in short term rentals? I would say realistically, to get your first unit it could cost anywhere from eight to ten thousand mm-hmm. to get it. Um, but I would say at least twenty thousand, so you got some reserve. Really? Yeah, but, but yeah, but check it. We show people how to get into a game with no cash out their pocket. You know what I'm saying? So it's about having strategy, getting business credit. Yeah. Right? And then now you use the business credit to invest the money yeah. to make more money. And this is what all these big corporations do. They don't run and use all their cash. They use credit. credit. They use line of credit that they have. So that's the same thing we show people. Well, get up to $50,000 in credit, business credit. It may cost you eight to 10000 to get your first unit. Now you have reserve money. Yep. Right? Instead of using all the money that you have, we'll leverage business credit, leverage the bank money, leverage OPM to get into the game and then build the business and make more money. And the money you make with your Airbnb, pay the bank right back and, bank. and keep the profit. Yep. And that's simple. Yeah. And you got to really, you got to, that's, that's, that's simple. And you got to really be, um, like you kept spoken, speaking on, is you got to be planning too, because so many people, they don't have a plan. They go to the bank, get this business money, and then they kind of like start blowing it on stuff that ain't got nothing to do with the original plan. Yeah. Correct, correct. So, so you got you got you 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 got to uh, make the main thing the main thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that piece of advice right there, bro. So like, uh, what you know, we 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 talked about business. You know, getting into Airbnb. How you been in it for thirteen years? Like, what's what would you say like over these thirteen years you've been in a business? Like, what has been the biggest obstacles you overcame? Because at the end of the day, you are a father and a husband. Yeah, and I know that's. That's tough to balance. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, yeah, yeah. What, would, what would you say is that, that, that biggest challenge? Man, the biggest challenge, man, what I would say is because, you know, I feel like, you know, with social media, the times that we're in right now, we can see all the, the success. We can see all the, um, the, the things that people have, right? The possessions, the house, the cars, and they're just successful, right? But we don't see the failures. You know what I'm saying? So I had a lot of failures. You know, I had a lot of losses um, up and coming to my businesses. You know, I started my first business at 22 years old. I was young. I was only 22. Um, I never looked back since, but I made a lot of mistakes that cost me a lot of money in the beginning time with my money in my business. Just, just like you mentioned, blowing in the wrong things that's not for my business, buying a whole bunch of things that I don't need, and then at that point, I don't have anything, you know what I'm saying? Because I blew a lot of money. So I did that in my earlier years in my career as an entrepreneur, and I made it really tough. So I had to really think, you know what, well, I need to be in a position to start thinking like an investor. And I think if people kind of have that mindset, you heard from Robert Kiyosaki, you got to think like an investor. What, what does that mean? Um, basically, you want to think, well, how can I invest into a business and then grow and I make money and think about how can I invest that money? Instead of, you know what, all the money I make, I'm going to cover bills and I'm going to spend the rest. 
But if you're thinking as an investor, when you start making money, you're going to think about ways on how to make that money grow. When my very early in my career, it's all I thought about, okay, well, I make money, I buy me nice things, X, Y, and Z, and I don't have no more money because I blew it all. Instead, invest the money. Have your money, have money, babies. You feel me? Figure out what other ways you can invest the money. The money you make, and then you make more money. So I'm always thinking about, we were talking about earlier, what we're doing for next year, 2024. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about, you know what? I'm going to give me some more assets. The cash flow I'm making with this Airbnb, I'm going to get me some apartments. I'm going to get me some different yep. investments. So that way, my money's making money for me. And then I can spend the drip of that money on things that I want, my liabilities, buy me whatever, you know, X, Y, Z, a car, or whatever, the drip of the money. So when we start thinking of an investor, things begin to change. And I felt like in my early career, I blew a lot of money. We had some lot of struggling in the beginning, which was very difficult to overcome. And then once we begin to overcome that, now we begin to be more smart with our money. Because when it comes to making money, it's all about making the right financial decisions. It's all about decisions. Um, the other thing I would say, the other struggle as well, too, is balance as well, which I think is very important that people don't really see. Like, as an entrepreneur, we all know, ain't no balance. It ain't. Ain't no balance. I'm learning that slowly. <laughs> it ain't no balance. You know, so, so on social media, we just see, okay, people traveling, catching flights, having a good time, vacations, but behind the scenes, you don't see the entrepreneur stressed out. Like, man, I have no time. It's not enough time in the day, right? And especially when you have kids, and guess what? Your time is really limited. Mm -hmm. So it was balancing that, you know? And um, I want to say in 2020, that's when I had my first son going through the, you know, after the pandemic, having our first son. I think that balance was very difficult, balancing work, family, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was tough, and then I had to figure it out. You know what? One is no balance, but I need to put times in all areas. And I'm going to leave you guys with this. Remember, it's not going to be no perfect balance, but give it 100% in every area that you have. Give it 100% in your, your marriage. Give it 100% your relationship with your kids. Give it 100% in your business. But understand, it's not going to be perfect. It's not. And when you realize that, it's going to make it a little more easy. Because I was, like, getting stressed at one point, like, man, like, I'm grinding on my business, grinding on my business, doing this, doing this. I have no time. And then once I begin to understand, you know what? It's okay for it not to be perfect. It's not going to be no balance. But let me give everything 100% and let everything play out how it plays out. But when we begin to overthink about certain things, it kind of stresses out. So that was one thing in 2020 I had to, like, overcome. Because I, I felt like I was just grinding too much, trying to make a lot of We did a lot of money in 2020. But I didn't really devote a lot of time to my family, to my marriage. And now, like, you know what? That come first. I want to make sure my wife is good. I want to make sure the family's good. Stuff is good at home. And I heard this from um, this from church, um, a pastor, and he was talking about making sure everything is good at home before you 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 leave or you do whatever. So make sure everything's good. So before I catch a flight, I leave. I make sure everything's straight at the house. Hey, wife, you, you good? You need anything? You need some extra money? Right. The kids need this. Are they good? Then I can leave, and now I could my mind could be at ease, you know. Yeah. So. I think getting better at that, and um, I feel like with social media, I feel like it, it just makes it seem like everything simple is a straight line. Ain't no straight line. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's going to success. It's ups and downs and ups. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, I'm learning. Like, what? Let me ask you this: What would you, if you go, if you went, if you went back in time, right before you was a parent, before you was a, before you was married, what are things that you would have done differently as a single, childless Eugene? And I'm asking this for a reason. I'm gonna bring it back around. I'm asking you this for a reason. What would I have done differently? Yeah. Man, I would have went all in. <laughs> like, I felt like, you know, I was tippy-toeing around, like, all right, you know, mm -hmm. and I felt like, man, I should have went all in on whatever I was trying to do, um, you know, and because I knew, I'm going to be honest with you, bro, like, I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. Since I was, like, 15 years old, I was working, I was right. doing things on the side, not illegal stuff on the side, but I was doing things on the side, and I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. You know, um, I can remember um, I did something online. Like, I made, I was like 16 years old, young, right? Young and dumb. I made like $10,000 on one week online, bro. 
Like what were you doing? Um, I was selling some, you know, eBay back then. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was selling something on eBay. I sent stuff on eBay, bro. I buy a product, put it on eBay, and they start stacking. Keeps, and, one, keeps... and I blew it all. What you, you blow it on? Like this dumps clothes, shoes, yep. video games. I know, I already know it. You know, and I'm like, man, like, I, but guess what? I was young. I didn't have no guidance. Like, yep. you know, um, that's why I say now, like, right now, people should be able to make a lot of money online because it's just so easy, not more easy. But yeah, I did boy. that, like, literally almost, what, what, 17 years ago I did that. But what I would tell myself was go all in, make mistakes, fall faster, because I felt like I was afraid to fail because what my dad may think. What my friends may think if I made a mistake, if it didn't work, this business didn't work out, they'll laugh at me. So it's like, when you really think about it, it doesn't matter. Go all in, make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Who cares? So I feel like I should have went all in, locked in, then I could reach higher goals. Yeah. But, you know, we learn from it. Yeah, from absolutely. Mistakes. I asked you that question because I was trying to bring it back around because I, I want to say a message to everybody that's watching, that's, a, uh, that's, that's childless and that's single. The message is... What you just said, like go in on whatever it is you choose to do, go in. Cause I'm telling you right now, when you decide to have that family, yeah, yeah, yeah. your time is gonna the time the available time you have is gonna yeah. drop significantly. You're gonna feel like like damn, yeah, yeah. The days gonna go by like that. You're gonna feel like damn, I ain't yeah. got no time to do nothing because I got yeah. I gotta deal with the family life. I got yeah. a girl, I got a husband, and I got kids. Like you're gonna be like, damn, shit, I ain't got time <laughs> to do nothing. So it's like if you got that time. When you, you ain't got no kids right now, you ain't married, you single right now, you don't, under, you don't understand how much time you have, so save your money because all the BS you're doing, the blowing yeah. the money, it ain't going to mean nothing when you start having them kids. You're going to be thinking like, damn, I wish I would have had all that money now to blow it on them. That's it. Like when, you, when it's just you, you spending all this money doing whatever it is you want to do, at the end of the day, that should be, it, it, it really ain't nothing for real. So it's really stack, 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 stack because it's going to be, man, whatever you buy right now, the feeling it gives you right now, it's gonna 10x when you're doing that with your family, with your mm -hmm. girl, with your child. It's yeah. gonna feel, it's gonna hit on a whole different level. So mm. please say that cheese, y'all. Like you, 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 you young, you winning, you ain't got no kids, no girl for real. Say your bread. I'm Facts. telling you, Facts. you gonna look back on this. It's gonna be like, damn, that's the best advice bro yeah. ever gave me. Because yeah. you don't wanna spend all your bread there. Because you know most most kids is unplanned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't want to be out here living and spending your bread. Next thing you know, you have an accident. You got a kid on the way, but you didn't blew all your bread. Mm. And now you got this this relationship. You got to take care of too. It's just gonna be a pain in the ass. So while yeah, you single, yeah. no kids, stay save your money, fam. Yeah, say yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that made me think about two things. You know, um, you made me think about delayed gratification. You know what I'm mm. saying? A lot of people just want stuff now. You know what I'm saying? Instead of stacking and saving, and not splurging. Yeah, you know what? Let me keep stacking my money. I don't need to go out on a weekend and pop bottle me. But sometimes we want this instant gratification, yeah. you know what I'm saying, to show other people, like, have delayed gratification. I think that's something I was good at. Like, I don't mind, like, just locking in for a certain period of time. Like, I'm not worried about having everything I want to have, like, now. But the other thing, which I wish I did differently, was, like, I remember when I was single, I'm like, man, I'm going on all these dates with these girls and yeah. doing all this crazy stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, and um, I'm like, man, I thought to myself at one point, when I cut it out, I'll, just like you, I started thinking, like, bro, what you mentioned, I'm like, man, I'm spending all this money going on dates, doing this, just to chill with a, a, a female or whatever. When I was single, I'm like, bro, like, I, I was wasting my time. Wasting your time. I'm like, I got to a point where I had to lock in. Like, you know what? Let me leave these females alone. You know what I'm saying? Let me lock in um, on, you know, my business. You know what I'm saying? And um, all that stuff will be there later. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. So I think if you're watching this, yeah, like, you know, female, ladies, fellas, like, like, understand, like, all this stuff is going to be out there later on. Like, lock in now when right. you're single, no kid. When you're single and no kids and you got time, 
lock in on your, your personal goals, whether you have business goals, whatever goals that you have, lock in on that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Tune out all distractions because the distraction is always going to be there. It's going to be there. It's always going to be there. But lock in and focus for a certain period of time until you reach the yeah. point that you want to reach. And all the stuff that you that you excited about, whether it's materials and everything else, it's all going to be there too. Because at the, at the end of the day, once you like, it's a it's a it's a different feeling once you're doing it alone and once you're doing it for somebody else. Like all the dope things you might be doing by yourself, when you get to the point where you got a family, you're not gonna really care about that shit no more. The mm-hmm. materialistic, the clothes and all that. Like, man, I, I, I just was at the mall yesterday and I was in a, I, wanted, I can't even remember what store I was in. And I'm like, uh, my girl, she's like, do you want something? I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Like, if I'm gonna yeah. get something, I'm gonna get something for you and my daughter. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. really give a fuck about buying yeah, that yeah. much stuff for just yeah, for yeah. me anymore. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. don't really mean nothing. Like, I yeah. can do it. But I just don't care to anymore. So yeah. a lot of that stuff just yeah, 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 yeah. It, it naturally go away once you start that, to do those that, things. That is, that is true because we all see that when we're younger. Like yeah. when we were earlier, you know, our parents or other people tell us like, yeah, you don't need to spend all this other stuff, whatever the case may be. But once you get to a certain age, like I'm at the point where I'm not worried about yeah. buying this extra stuff I don't need. And most of the time we buy the stuff, we don't probably even use it. You don't need it? You don't even use it. So it's like, I'm like, you know what? Well, I'm always thinking about how can I make money, make more money. So yeah, now I'm, I'm at the point of my age where I'm just like locked in. You know, make sure the family is good. I don't need like me, but me being a guy, man, like longest, you know, I got my stuff Facts. I want and need, I'm good. My basic necessities, bro. As <laughs> long as I got my basicness, my crib, you know, you got your car. Yeah, that's you it. You got just some clothes you need to wear. Other than that, I'll be like, when people ask me like, what you want, something you want something for Christmas? I'll be like, bro, yeah. I, don't, I don't need none of that. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. As long as my people straight, I'm straight. I don't need nothing else. That's it, that's it. But speaking of distractions, last time you was on, you said something. I don't know if you remember, but it went crazy online and went viral. And you talked about, you said if you don't have ten thousand dollars, you shouldn't be watching. I think oh, it, was it like a ten or a hundred? You said if you don't have a hundred thousand, you shouldn't be watching no TV. And people, yeah, people went, they went crazy when they heard. They it. did. So, they did. Like, I want you to go. I want you to let, let's let's go into that again. Let's go 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 deeper into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I mean is, not everyone probably gonna have a hundred thousand. Right, right. Say dub. Even smart companies been have a hundred thousand. Whatever case may be. What I mean is, like, you don't need to be focused on distractions. Like, if you're not where you want to be at in life financially, bro, tune out all the distractions, like TV. And most stuff we watch on TV is fake. And right. we got to understand, like, these things that we're putting into us. We got to be conscious of what we're watching, you know, with our eyes and what we're listening to. So it's a lot of distractions. It's going to slow you down. So we need to figure out how we can cut the distractions off and lock in on our goals. And this is what I think is keeping a lot of people broke with the media I'm not saying all stuff that we watch is bad because, you know, obviously if you're watching your podcast, you're getting some educational, you know, getting some business tips, some guidance. Um, you know, if you listen to something that's informational, that is good. But you're just watching these celebrities or music videos and all this stuff ain't doing nothing for you. You need to turn it off. You caught up in the, oh, this is my team right here. This is my football team. You don't own a football team. You're not a part of the team. You're not even a water boy. You know what I'm saying? Like they made their millions, right? Go out and go get yours. So we need to tune out distractions. And I was listening to something earlier this week and it was like the only difference these people made these very successful people made is that they save a lot of money they put the money back into the business and they stay consistent for a certain period of time and they tune out distractions because i don't care what it you're going to have to tune out distractions you may have to cut some people off along the way some yep. family members some friends if they're distracting you from your goals they're like, hey let's go out to this party bro nah i can't go to this party right now i, I gotta do some stuff for the weekend for my business you know what i'm saying I guarantee you. It's really like that. Yeah, that's how it is. So, yeah, so if you're watching this, tune out distractions. If you don't got $100,000 in your, your bank account right now, you don't need no TV. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, I'm, but it's good to relax and all no, that stuff. Right, I'm not right, saying right. don't relax, 
But I'm be honest, even for me, I feel guilty sometimes if I'm just watching TV. Like yeah. I rarely don't no, watch me too. TV. Me you too. know, so it's like I'm really locked in on my business, or I'm learning more. I'm reading a book, or I'm in I'm in a room. I'm traveling. I'm getting to different events. I'm getting better at conference because that's helping me grow. You know what I'm saying? And I heard this saying before: the reason why people's not earning money every day, bro, is because they're not learning every day. You know what I'm saying? So people are like, well, I can't make money because you're not learning every day. You know what I'm saying? So the more you learn, the more you earn. So we need to be locked in and, and learning more. You know what I'm saying? The more that we learn, the more we learn new skills, we're going to be able to make money to pay the bills. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's a bar, bro. That's a bar. <laughs> and, uh, and something at the end of the day, what people got to realize is this message is not for everybody. If you, if you, can sit, if you sit down and watch TV and you just as happy as a, a pig and, and shit, as they say, Keep watching TV. If you don't yep. care about having wealth and building wealth and getting money, just keep doing what you're doing. But for those that that that, that got those big goals and dreams, and when they slacking, they feel it in their gut that they just don't feel right. Mm. That message is for you just to keep working and keep grinding. Something that you said that I think people don't realize. I know people don't realize. You said that everything, you said everything is pretty much uh is fake anyway. It's fake anyway. And I think it takes people to become businessmen business women to truly understand that because at the end of the day you got to realize this is all the business whether mm -hmm. it's your sports whether it's skits and videos you see on TikTok, everything everything in the world is it, it, all the stage because it's a business and people have to make money so that's it so when, when, once you understand that you can't even view, view view things the same because you know that it's all it all for the most part it isn't really real that's outside it. of conversations like this yeah, everything yeah, yeah. else that you're really seeing like i said i'm talking about all industries it's, it's, it's all pretty much orchestrated and not real. And that don't make it a bad thing, it's just that people, they have these, uh, everything gotta make money. Like I said, wrestling, sports, uh, yeah, videos, content, movies, all this shit is, is yeah. made so people could generate business, generate profits for their business. That's it, that's it. And I'm glad you brought that point up. Now I mean, we think like, we gotta get to a point where we get off, you know, we're all gonna be consumers. I don't care what, you're gonna be consumers, but you gotta get on the side of the equation where you're a business owner, Right, you're entrepreneur, you're on the side where you're making the money, not always being 100% consumer, right. you know? And that's where we kind of really realize, like, you know what, I need to get in on some of this money. Like, there's money out here. You know, right now, people are like, all right, ain't no money, stuff, stuff is stuff. Like, people still making money. But you got to shift your mindset. There's abundance of wealth out here, but people so much focus on lack. Well, I don't got this. I don't got the time. I don't, you know, I have kids or all the excuses instead of focus on how can, how I, get can it? I get it? Well, I don't got the money. Well, figure out how can I get the money. We got to start changing our words. Yeah. I don't got the money. How can I get the money? I don't got the time. How can I make the time? You know, and then things will begin to change. So you know, yeah. if you're watching this, I want to challenge you to change your words and what you say. You know, believe that you're already successful. Believe that you're already a millionaire. Believe whatever that you want. Like, believe it. And then switch your focus to obtain that things. And then subconsciously, you're going to start shifting your mind state on how you think on how can I obtain this, whatever I want, your time freedom, more time with your family, traveling more. And you're going to begin to figure out ways how to make the money to be able to obtain the stuff that you want in life. But we all need money, bro. We all, we need, all need money. I love that, bro. And, and, and wrapping up, this is the final questions I got for you. What's the best piece of advice you ever got? And what's the worst advice you ever got? Um, the best piece of advice I, I got, um, I would say, is stay consistent and be patient. Mm. You know, a lot of time we hear that from my elders and older people. Because sometimes, you know, when you're young, you want stuff instantly. Like, you're impatient. Right. Like, and I was, you know, so I would say stay consistent because, you know, eventually, like we heard this before, consistency equal currency. If we stay consistent long enough with anything that we do, we will get the result. Whether it's working out, going to the gym, we stay consistent, going to the gym, eating healthy, we'll get the results physically. 
We stay consistent focus on our business, we'll get the results financially. We stay consistent focus on our marriage, we'll get the results within our marriage. So stay consistent. Anything that you do in life, stay consistent. It's equal to currency, whatever result that you want, that advice. The second advice is um, being patient. It's not going to be overnight. Whatever it is, it's not going to be overnight. Be patient, and then you'll be able to enjoy the fruits of the result that you get mm-hmm. later on, which I think is very important as an entrepreneur, as a person, as a human being. We have those two things, nothing in life we can't accomplish. Um, and the worst piece of advice, I would say, I would say, um, I think it was, I forgot what it was. Someone gave me advice, and I was thinking about it. Like, they was just telling me, oh, this, this is it. Taking advice from people that's not in a position that you want to be in, right? I was taking advice from people that wasn't business owners. I was a business owner at the time, and they gave me all this type of advice. I'm like, and I'm implementing it, and it's you not working. It. I'm listening to it. I'm like, I'm sorry, thinking, it doesn't make any sense. So I don't take advice from no one. If you're not a business owner, you're not doing you know, what you're saying you're doing, I'm not taking advice from you. It could be your friends, your family. Sorry. Like, I had to do that to my dad. He was like, yeah, you know, don't be an entrepreneur. When I was 22 and I quit my job, he's like, no, I don't do this. I'm like, hold on, bro. You want to make $30,000 a year. If I take advice from you, I'm going to be making that same amount you make. So don't take advice from people that's not going the same place you're trying to go or is not doing what they're saying they're doing. Um, so I stopped doing that. And it impacted me because I was not having no success because I'm listening to non-entrepreneurs. People that's on the sidelines. And it's like, you got to get in the game. Mm. Go through your experiences, then you may give some advice. So I'll say those two things. That's big because that, that may be hard for people to do to not listen to those people that's directly around them because they directly around them. Yeah. So yeah. it's hard to like kind of cancel them out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cut yeah. them out. Cut them off. <laughs> it, it, like, you just got to be real, man. Like you, you got to be real. Like especially with your goals. And when you, like it's no round two in life, bro. You only got round one to get this thing right. You're going to make some mistakes. You're going to have some failures. It's part of it. But remember, ain't no round two. Go all in. But if you got to cut off distraction, cut people off, don't just don't do it. Mm, and even if you fail a lot, how I see it, at least you'll know. Like, damn, it didn't work instead of you thinking. That's it. Damn, what if it did work? At least you know for sure. Like, yeah. oh, it just didn't work out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But before we wrap up, bro, I want to say, man, appreciate you again, man. Every time you come on, man, it's definitely a treat having you on the show. But before I let you go, plug all your stuff where people can find you, where they can uh, get access to the master class. Everything you got going on, you can plug that. 100%. Yeah, so if you guys want more information, you want to follow me, you can follow me on all social media platforms. Facebook, Eugene Fan Fan, um, Instagram at Mr. Eugene06 on Instagram. You probably put it in the description of this episode. And yep. then also we do a free um, masterclass, um, 100% free, every week. Um, you guys could tap in on, on Thursdays. If you click the link in the description, you'll be able to register. It's 100% free. You get some free game on you know business credit, You know how to start your first Airbnb, no money in the pocket, and even how to find it as well too. Off the free game, bro. I had like a 21-year-old get his first Airbnb off the free game, off the free masterclass. That's crazy. First Airbnb, got business credit, off the free game, off the free masterclass, bro. I think he got up to like 50000 from Truist, got his first Airbnb, and now he's, he's making money with it. That's crazy. My, my, share the story about the, uh, the international, the saloon stuff. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're we also launching in Tulum, Mexico, where we're doing internationally. So we'll be talking about that on our free masterclass on how you could tap into um, Airbnb internationally run the same rental arbitrage play, rent the property fully furnished. These properties come fully furnished and double the money that you'll make in some of these properties here in the U.S. as well, too. So um, definitely tap into the masterclass. We'll talk about that. So follow me on all social media platforms, TikTok, Mr. Eugene 06. Um, and then you guys get some free game and be able to execute and get some results. Definitely, definitely, man. Like I said, once again, I appreciate you having you on the show. You already know it. And as for me, you guys can follow me on all platforms at the official Xavier Miller and the Man That Mindsets platform. That's everywhere. That's YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We on every platform. And that is all I have for you guys on this episode of the Man That Mindsets podcast. See you all next episode. Peace.
Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier, y'all gonna talk about it. No, Deanna, speak that shit that everybody voucher. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant.